All right, I'm going to get us started here. Good morning. Thank you all for being here. It's good to see all of you. Um, my name is Katie Carroll, and I work with junior high youth here. So I've been here since January. If I haven't had the chance to meet you in person, please do come up afterwards and introduce yourself. I would love to get to know you. Um, so this is the beginning of a three-part series that the youth department is leading called The Gospel in Unexpected Places. Um, so I'm the first installment, and hopefully it'll get even better from here. And the unexpected place where I have seen the gospel, surprisingly enough, is the sitcom TV show Parks and Recreation. Has anyone in here ever seen Parks and Recreation? Okay, so a fair number and, and a lot of people who haven't seen it as well. Hopefully, if you haven't seen it, this clip will be a good introduction and you'll still be able to follow the storyline. We're going to watch a pretty good chunk of it so that you can hopefully pick up on the story and I'll give you a little bit of intro as well. Um, but before we get started, let me pray for us and then we'll dive in. Right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much um, for this day and for everything that you've given us and for every person in this room. Lord, I thank you um, for all the good gifts that you've given us and I thank you that you are the source of all things good. And the good things that we experience here on earth are just a shadow of your goodness as we are reminded this morning. And I do pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would... Um, speak to us this morning. I pray that you would give us rest and refresh us and that you would speak through me and that I would say only good things. And it's in your son's name alone that I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the gospel in unexpected places, part one, parks and recreation. So the background of parks and recreation is that um, there is one main character named Leslie Nope. And she works for the city government of Pawnee, Indiana, which is a small and not very fancy town, as you can see through the rest of the, the seasons. And she is extremely enthusiastic. She has big goals, and she really wants to improve her city. She um, is one of the most enthusiastic government workers you will ever see portrayed on film. So, and she's also hilarious, at least I think so. I really hope there's some giggling in this room this morning because it's a really funny show. At least it's my brand of humor. Um, so Leslie Nope, in the season that we're gonna, or the episode that we're gonna watch, is running for a city campaign. And she has gathered a team of um, people to run her campaign. And um, because her campaign managers have basically backed out on her. So she hired two professional campaign managers and they said, no, we're not up for this, sorry. And so she's gathered basically all of her friends to be her team. So in this episode that we watch, we're gonna see kind of what that does for her and in her events that she's planning. Um, so again, um, we're just gonna watch a pretty good chunk of it. I am gonna skip around a little bit, so bear with me. And you should be able to catch the rest. Also, I just wanted to make a quick disclaimer. Me leading from Parks and Recreation is not a full um, endorsement of this entire show. It does have seven seasons. So as you can imagine, there's quite a variety of good, bad, and lovely things. So this is not an endorsement of the, in the show in its entirety. But um, hopefully you'll enjoy what you see today. So as we start, I do want you to think about um, one question. And the question is, who is the good guy and who is the bad guy? Um, so who do we see operating on the side of good and who do we see kind of creating destruction in this film? 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to watch some of this clip, and then we're actually going to read from Genesis chapter 27 and see how the two are related. So hopefully everything is set to go. I wish I had brought popcorn or something because this really feels like movie time. Um, so I hope you enjoy Parks and Recreation. Oh, Vivi, you're all here. Now, I know I'm not supposed to talk about my campaign in the office, but last night I made a decision about who should be my campaign manager. This is a huge job. This is going to require a lot of late-night one-on-one jam sessions with me, and we're going to bounce ideas off of each other. You're going to have to take calls from me anytime, day or night. The person I have chosen is, drumroll please, running a political campaign. Man, you beautiful tropical fish. You're smart as a whip, and you're cool under pressure. You've resuscitated a human heart in your bare hands. No, I haven't. You haven't. <laughs> no. You will. You're that good of a <laughs> Ben, I mean, he ran for mayor at 18 and won. Ben is poison in my campaign. Our relationship is the reason why my advisors pulled out. I... Anne, don't listen to your head or your heart. Just look at my eyes and say yes. Okay, yes. Yes, I believe in you, Anne. Thank you. And your first job as my campaign manager is to start dressing like one. I don't want to have this conversation again. Again? You just hired me eight seconds ago. Wow, you're doing a really bad job. So, here's a good intro. This part's boring, so here we go. See you over soon. Are you coming to see me? Did you hear that I'm relaunching my campaign? Actually, no, sorry, we weren't here to see you. We've been meeting with other potential candidates for city council. Oh, really? So my campaign ends and just like that, you find someone else and run theirs? Yes, that's our job. I know, good luck. But uh, I just had a big meeting with my new advisory board and they're brilliant and amazing. They're real killers. Leslie, I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. Thank you, Andy. I'll bring it. Well, uh, good luck, Leslie. Honestly. Well, we don't need luck. We are a rocket ship. We're relaunching and we're going to blast past your cannon. Oh, they're gone. It's true. I no longer have highly trained professional campaign managers. So what? Are most murders committed by highly trained professional assassins? No. They're committed by friends and co-workers. <laughs> that analogy was way better in my head. <laughs> Champion? 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 Oh my gosh, there you are, puppy. <laughs> that is a three-legged dog. His name is Champion, because he's the dog world champion. Okay, I have to ask this, I'm sorry, but how many legs did that dog have when you found him? Three! That's what makes him the best. He can do more with three legs than most dogs can do with four. Except for digging. He's really bad at digging. And we remember what you said about making decisions <laughs> in the house. You want to be involved. We get that. So... You just say the word, and Champion goes back to the pound where he can be put down and killed forever. I'm going to send a three-legged dog to his death, Yes. but I'm also not going to take care of him for you. Well, it would be nice if you helped a little, because unlike you, Andy and I have jobs. Cruel, but fair. 
So Leslie and I have come up with the theme for the campaign relaunch rally. The Comeback Kids. Everyone loves a good comeback story. Rocky, Robert Downey Jr. Terminator said, I'll be back. And he was. Also making a comeback, the casual Hawaiian shirt. Well, 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 look who's ahead of the curve. I was joking. Just soak that in bleach and burn it. Okay, so the rally is going to be held tomorrow at the Pawnee Sports Building. April, you finalized the rental, right? Shut up, Ann. I told you never to talk to me. <laughs> that was champion. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Bad dog. Yes, everything's fine with the rental. Ron, you're constructing the stage? Yes, ma'am. Leslie wanted to hire a contractor to build a stage. I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but every single contractor in the world is a miserable, incompetent thief. And seal the edges by crimping the fork. Ah, crap. Hey! What's up, Chris? Come on in, man. I already did. So, uh, how you been? How you doing? How are you? Great, actually. I'm just learning how to make a calzones. Or, as you Americans like to say, calzones. You want one? No, I find calzones fatty and unnecessary. So, you've hit a bit of a rough patch, and I care about you. So, I just want to make sure that you're doing okay. Chris, honestly, I'm great. I'm just exploring whatever fun activity pops into my brain. But check this out. I'm teaching myself how to do claymation videos. Isn't this just so cool? <laughs> it's so cool. Ben is massively depressed, and he needs my help. You look like a real campaign. Okay, so I kind of forgot to introduce you that there's two different plot lines in this um, episode. So the second one is obviously Ben, who you just met, who is without a job right now, and his friend Chris, who's trying to help him through this difficult time. So we're going to see both of those stories line, storylines continue and develop. I'm just going to skip ahead a little here. Are, are those of you who haven't seen it lost? How are you doing? Kind of a little bit? Okay, good. <laughs> How do you make any event classy on a budget? Red carpet. My entire apartment is red carpet. On top of that, leading into my bedroom, a second red carpet. Oh, what's this in my shoe? Red carpet insole. Everywhere I go, I'm walking on red carpet. Is there even enough room for everyone? Here, sit on my lap. No, that's humiliating. Can I leave sit on Andy's lap? No, it's champion spot. We called it. Tom, we're already late. Be a man and sit on that girl's lap. Yes, sir. Hi, Pete DeCilio. We can call you Pistol, right? I prefer Pete. Oh, okay, got it. I'm Leslie Nope. We overlapped a year at Pawnee Central. You probably remember my voice from the morning announcements. This is my campaign manager, Ann Perkins. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Come on in. Oh, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Anne is killing it. My campaign team is unstoppable. This rally is going to be awesome. Oh my god, I'm feeling it. I'm going to break dance. Woo! Hey! <laughs> Leslie? Coming! Thank god. <laughs> yeah! Oh. Quick note, also. We, we skipped this part. So Pete... Uh, Pete the Pistol it was a basketball champion, and he he's famous in the town for a slam dunk that he made in a game in high school several years ago. So that's Pete. 
Oh, Jimmy is a way better kisser than you are, babe. Oh. Yes, he is. He's even a better kisser than me. Here, press him. Oh. Okay, stop it. You're doing on me. Oh. This is unsafe. <laughs> oh, we should do it for the kids. Kids love it, Ron. We just for the kids. Kids! Hey! <laughs> oh, look, the police even love it. They're sirening back to us! <laughs> I'm just going to tell them that we heard them. Heard you, bud. <laughs> And then you come out and you dunk the ball and you say voting for Leslie Nope is a slam dunk. You can still dunk, right? Oh, I can. But I won't. Sorry? Look, everywhere I go, everybody always wants me to talk about that dunk and that game. It feels like I'm living in the past. Well, the past is great. The jitterbug, stagecoaches, Herman Munster. Look, Leslie, I read up on you. You've done great stuff for our park system and I will happily endorse you as Peter DeCilio, regional distributor for Derwin Hamlows. But if this is about who I was or what I did when I was 17, I'm out of here. Let's not talk about dunking anymore. Let's talk about what you want to do. Okay. I think you want to dunk. I'm not going to dunk the ball. We're going to lay up. Officer, I've been operating heavy machinery since I was eight years old. Now, I respect you and your service to this town and your country, but what laws are we breaking exactly? Well, you got four people in the front seat. Nobody's wearing a seat belt. You were speeding and blasting your horn through the hospital zone. The rear of the vehicle's open. The breeze's been falling out, and you don't have a commercial license to drive a truck. Okay. Well, we have a philosophical difference on what constitutes a law. I need to see your hands. Can you step out of the vehicle, please? Hi. I just wanted you to know we're about to be arrested. April, that's Okay, so as you can see, plans for the campaign are really going well, aren't they? Skip ahead a little bit. Nope. Sorry, I tried to figure out a better way to do this, and there's just really not. So, just got to scroll through. It would just mean so much to us. I mean, you're a living legend. They still air that game every Friday night on cable access. Yeah, well, being a living legend is sort of a double-edged sword. Everybody in this town still calls me Pistol. Tell me more about that, Peter. I mean, yes, that, that dunk, it made me famous. But sometimes, sometimes life dunks you. Hey, man, you want to go for a jog? Just sort of kick out the cobwebs, get some endorphins going? Oh, no thanks, Chris. I'm kind of this claymation video a new one right now. You know, Ben, I really think you need to take a step back here. I think getting some perspective would be good. What are you talking about? I've known you a long time, and right now you need help. With my claymation? With your life. You are wildly, insanely depressed. Depressed? I'm the furthest thing from depressed. I mean, look at what I've accomplished. Do you see him? Do you think a depressed person could make this? No. That's all we can fit in here. No problem. This is going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Because the team is still together, and there's nothing the team can't do. Wait, I think Champion has to go to the bathroom. Oh, he shall do it in the car. Answer your phone, Ann. But that's what life is like in a strict Roman Catholic household. Mm. Of course, my father... He was more stick than care when it came to matters of discipline. I'm sorry, but the Ben Wyatt that I know, I just don't think he'd be happy sitting here faffing around. I'm not 
faffing around, I've sucked myself into my hobbies. Here, I'll show you my claymation project. Okay, now I've been working pretty hard on this and I think it's really good. So just hang on to your okay. hat, okay? Okay. I thought that was really, really cool. In fact, I, I, I emailed Leslie two days ago and I compared it to Avatar, Chris. And how can it not be longer? Okay, what you're feeling right now is regret and shame. But we are going to get through this. Okay, no word from Anne. April, I need a status report. How's it looking out there? Perfect, but just one thing. It's not a basketball court anymore. It's an ice skating rink. Wait, what? Why? What happened? Do you have a guy I called to book this place didn't tell me they took off the basketball floor for a hockey game. Or maybe he did tell me, but he was so stupid and boring that I wasn't listening. I mean, either way, it was his fault because he was stupid and I hated him. Ron, how's the stage coming? Well, since we had to jettison the bulk of the wood, this is the biggest I could make it. Oh my god. <laughs> Good lord! What happened to the rest of my face? We had to jettison most of the poster too, but I kind of like it because windows are the eyes to the house. Wow. <laughs> okay, I got pistol Pete. Good, where is he? Right now he's curled up in the backseat of my car talking about his father, who is a piece of work. I actually think he did the best he could for a single father, but I may be too close to the situation. Anyway, the important news is that he's here. Good, is he gonna dump for me? I'm not sure. I couldn't hear through all the crying. He's crying? No, I was crying. It's been a stressful day. He's had a really rough life. Oh my God, we should cancel it, right? Maybe we should Okay, so now she's at the point that she thinks she wants to cancel it. Pure desperation. Complete lack of experience as a positive thing. But I'm starting to think it might actually be a problem. Okay, guys, everybody listen up. I just wanted to say thank you. You've all volunteered your time, and no matter what, I am eternally grateful for it. Now, I'm going to go out there, and I am going to announce the relaunch, and I'm going to muddle through this thing as best I can. You should Okay, so they're carrying ahead. Let's see what happens. This part is truly hilarious to me. I hope you guys like it. Here we go. enough premium carpet to get us to the stage. I mean, it was a short walk, but it was pretty luxurious, right? Now, Pete, I'm putting him down. No, Ronnie only has three legs. 
says, every herb in my herb belt. Oh, tastes like a belt. <laughs> I know, isn't it awful? But it works wonderfully. So, uh, tell me, do you admit that you're depressed? How did you know? I didn't even know. The letters to Cleo t-shirt, the unshaven face, the Doc Martens, and your hair does not have that normal, uptight, rigid, inflexible, Ben Wyatt sense of fun. Can't hide these things from your friends. I think I'm feeling better. Herbal smoothie, you have done it again. As a loyal Pawnian, I've always been proud of this town. And I, uh, um, sorry, my cards got out of order here when they fell. Um, together we can defeat obese children. I'm sure that was something positive originally. I'm sorry, okay, this is... This is just a disaster, isn't it? This is, the, this is the worst political event ever in history. Well, um, I can assure you people in the bleachers that if you follow my campaign, it will be interesting. It sure will be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Pistol Pete, and around here, I'm a Pawnee legend. I just wanted to say that I fully endorse Leslie Dove. She's got a great team behind her, and a vote for her is a slam dunk. decided to fire the campaign manager. Me. And hire you. But we've talked about this. I don't care if you're poison to my campaign. This team has a lot of heart and zero know-how. You're the only one that can save us. Please be my campaign manager. You know, Leslie, Ben's really been going through something, and he's on a journey, so I don't think he's going to be taken for I'll do it. I'm in. I've done enough exploring. I'm good. All right. So there we have it. I'm gonna turn on the lights real quick. Perfect. Okay, so parks and recreation. Um, so hopefully you're thinking about the question, who is the good guy and who is the bad guy? Does anyone have any thoughts of who was a good guy? Or a bad guy, either way, I'm not picky. Do you think there was one? I, I see a lot of good guys. I True. Good. There were a lot of good teammates helping out. Thank you. Yeah. It was just thing after thing after thing. Absolutely. The events weren't really working in their favor. What about Leslie, the main character? Was she 100% a good character? No. I would agree, obviously. I think she's very enthusiastic and she has great goals. But she also has unrealistic goals, and she's trying to make her friends do things that they don't really have the capability of doing. Um, likewise, we have Anne, her friend, the, the campaign manager for most of this show. Was she entirely good in this episode? What do you think? No? Got to know? I'm sorry, what? Sort of incompetent. Thank you. Exactly. She's wonderful, and she's so kind, and she really wants to help. But she's really kind of not good at this at all. This is not her skill set. 
And so at the end of the episode, they reach the point where Leslie says, yeah, I need a professional. This is not going to work out. Um, and then Ron, the man who was driving the truck and built the stage, was he entirely good? Absolutely not. He is very particular and wants to do things his own way. And so even though he's supporting Leslie and 100% on her team, he makes things a lot more complicated. And thus she ends up with a stage the size of the kitchen table, which is not exactly what she had in mind. And no stairs. That part's important too. Excellent. So we can see in Parks and Recreation through this episode, and if you were to watch more, you would see it to an even greater degree, that everyone in this episode is greatly flawed. They have wonderful, beautiful characteristics, but they also have some pretty huge flaws that end up really um, putting Leslie's campaign in a precarious situation. So <clears throat> that's really the starting point for the Sunday School lesson, is that like the characters on Parks, Parks and Recreation, and even in the Bible, as we'll see, the characters are flawed, and that's the starting point for the gospel. That's where we have to begin. We have to realize that we have flaws and that we need help before we can really see the beauty of what Christ has done for us. Um, <clears throat> so now what we're going to do is we're going to read Genesis chapter 27. Um, so let me pull that up really quickly. Genesis chapter 27 is when Abraham's son Isaac is old himself. And um, he... Um, he's about to die, and he is um, giving his blessing to his son. And his favorite son, if you'll remember, is Esau. So there's Esau and Jacob. And Esau is the outdoors type. He goes and hunts, and he cooks food. And Jacob is the gentler son, if you will, and he stays inside. And so Jacob is the favorite of his mother, Rebecca, and <clears throat> Esau is the favorite of his father. Um, so, however, in Genesis chapter 25, God says that the older son will serve the younger. So he actually declares that his blessing will go through Jacob and not through Esau. So that's where we are in the story. Um, and so I'm going to read um, from Genesis chapter 27 for us. And just like the show, this is a very intriguing story. Um, it's one of, I feel like it's full of drama. So hopefully this will also capture your attention. So <clears throat> beginning in verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. <clears throat> he said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Now Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son, Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food, that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats, so that I may prepare from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies." But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse upon myself, and not a blessing. Oh, sorry, y'all do not see that, do you? Um, his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice, and go, bring them to me. 
So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared in the hand of her son Jacob. So he went into his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, uh, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it you have answered? How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, Are you really my son Esau? And he answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So then Isaac does indeed bless Jacob, the younger son. Let's skip ahead. So verse 30, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. His father, Isaac, said to him, who are you? He answered, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Okay, wonderful. Now, I actually forgot to ask you guys to think about the same question as we read that passage. I believe I did not do that. But... Hopefully, you can think on the fly. Um, so, in this story, is there a good character and is there a bad character? I see some nods, some yes. yeses. What about Isaac? Is he a good character or a bad character in the story? The father Isaac. Good. Good? Mm-hmm. He is the, the father figure and he's giving his blessing to his son. He's a man of God. Um, however, did anyone notice anything that wasn't quite right in this story that Isaac might have done? He's begrudging. What a good word. Yeah. Exactly. So he has been told by God that he is supposed to bless Jacob, the younger son, but he really likes Esau. Esau is his favorite son. And some people say because he really loved the food that Esau made. Um, and so he's kind of decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and bless Esau because I really want to bless my eldest son. So I'm just going to do it, even though God has said um, the older will serve the younger. What about um, Rebecca, the mother? What an interesting part she plays in this story. What's um, something good that she does? These are obvious questions, so nobody wants to speak up. She loves her son, and she wants what's best for him. However, what's something bad that she does? 
Absolutely. So she actually coerces her son into lying to um, his father, which is a big deal. And then obviously that leads us to Jacob. He does lie to his father several times outright, which um, this is a very serious and somber moment. This is the father of the family, which I think was conveyed with even more respect at this time than it is now, even though we we still have the respect for that position. Um, And he's blessing his son. And this is a prayer for them that they believed really guided and shaped their future. And in the midst of that scene and in the midst of his father asking him repeatedly, he still lies. Um, And of course, his mother did kind of twist him into doing that, but three times to lie and even to put skin, goat skin over him um, to carry out this deception is pretty flawed. Um, So you can see that in Genesis chapter 27, all of the characters are flawed. And Esau, of course, is also flawed. He hasn't been a perfect figure in the past. Um, So again, just like the characters in Parks and Recreation and in Genesis chapter 27, we see some great and deep flaws. Everyone is clearly in the wrong. And as we end this passage, it kind of ends on a somber note. We have um, Esau coming back and saying, you stole my blessing, please bless me as well. And he is absolutely uh, brokenhearted, but also enraged. He says after that, I'm going to go murder Jacob. Um, and then we have Isaac. It said he trembled when he found out that he had given the blessing to Jacob instead of to Esau. So we end at this really just low, bad point. But we as the readers have the wonderful pleasure of knowing what happens after this. And we know that from Jacob, from his descendants, came one who was not flawed, who was not flawed at all, and who was God himself. And of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Um, So we start at the point where we're all flawed and we're a mixture of good and bad. Um, But there is one who is not flawed. And so I want us to think a little bit about him and concentrate on that, which is the gospel indeed. Um, So Jesus was willing to come into the earth and make himself a human and enter this flawed, broken system and really humble himself, um, even though he was God himself. Which, as I was thinking about it, I thought of the analogy, that would be like taking the worst job ever imaginable. You know your coworkers are terrible, you know the hours are nonstop, and the whole company's corrupt, the leadership is awful, the whole system is completely broken, and people are constantly saying, nothing is working out correctly. That's how life sometimes feels. Nothing is working out correctly, and our world really is this broken system. But Jesus was willing to take that job and suffer through it, even though he was fully God, and to humble himself um, to be a man and enter into our broken system. So we see his great love for us in that. Um, And then there's the fact that he died on the cross. He was fully man, so he felt all of the physical pain of his death on the cross, and he suffered through that for us. Um, And then, of course, after his death, he was separated from the Father, which was an excruciating pain for him because he has been with the Father since before creation for all of time, and the Father turned his face away, and he took that punishment for us. Um, And because of that, he has given us, well, I skipped the step where he lived a perfect life. So he took the worst job ever, and then he performed flawlessly, despite the broken system, which really is a miracle. Um, And he gives us that perfect record. And so we have the hope that we have Christ's perfect record, and we can rely on that and not look to the flawed people and the flawed systems to be our everything. We can go to something that's outside of ourselves for help. 
So just like in Parks and Recreation, when they were muddling along and trying to make this campaign work, they realized, wait, we got to look outside of ourselves. We got to go somewhere else to accomplish this. We've done our best. We worked around the clock. We've done all the right things and taken all the right steps. But their event was an absolute disaster. I mean, there are people falling on the ice and the the dog is using the bathroom on the ice and even the the key person of the moment just <laughs> absolutely hits the ground. It's so sad. So they realize we're going to need a professional. We need something outside of ourselves. Um, so all of us are flawed, but there is one who is not flawed. Um, and furthermore, looking back at Genesis 27, we see that God is pleased to work through all the flawed people and systems. Not only does he come and enter into the flawed people and systems, but he works through them and shows his glory in the midst of them. Um, And he actually shows his greatness in the fact that he works through our weakness. So it's not just an in spite of sort of a thing, but that he literally works through them. And so that's incredible. And I hope that that can encourage you all today as you leave here to know that God is working through you and through me and all of our our flaws and all of the beautiful things as well, that he's really working through all of those things. Um, So this is how you find the gospel in Parks and Recreation. You know, you put on this lens and you're looking and you're going, wow, they really need some help. And luckily, we as Christians really need help as well, or all people. But we know that there is one who has given us that help. and we have the hope of eternal life because of him. And we can trust that he's working through all of our flaws and all of our beautiful things as well. So, again, hope you liked park and, Parks and Recreation. And for those of you who had not seen it before, we're able to hang on. Does anyone have any comments or questions? What was your favorite moment of the show? Just for fun. Even though we fell, it was still a moment of triumph. It's very true. Yeah. Good. Anybody else? (laughs) His childlike nature is hilarious. He's like that the whole time, just honking the horn and pure joy, but also just complete destruction all the time, just making a mess of everything. Absolutely. Great. Well, let me pray for us, and we'll close up. Dear Lord, thank you so much again for all the good gifts that you've given us. Thank you so much that you came and you entered into our broken system and you lived without flaw um, and you aced the test in every regard. And then you said, you can have my record. And I pray that we would really trust and believe that deep down. Lord, that we wouldn't try to make our own plans and try to make the systems work on our own, but that we would look outside of ourselves, that we would look to you for help. Um, And thank you so much that you do work through us and through our flaws. And I do pray and ask that you would work through each of us in this room today as we go forth from here and for the rest of the week in our lives. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen.